Hello, mech fans around the world, and those that aren't fans yet, and welcome to Mobile Suit Fandom, the podcast where you're two largely inept but prone to love co-hosts Fuzzy, that'd be me, and Chris, watch, summarize, critique, and make fun of the entirety of the Gundam franchise from beginning to end. This is episode 22, and we'll be talking about episode 22 of Mobile Suit Gundam 0079, the Trap of Makuve, in which we feel weird and kind of disappointed in writing choices. Moe agare, and take it away. Hello and welcome. Oh God! Is that what it's like? Is that what it's like on that side? Oh God! <laughs> to Mobile Suit Fandom. Oh uh, Jesus! I really only memorized that part of the intro, so I'm going to turn it back over to you. Now. God! <laughs> usually, I'm laughing while you're doing the rest. <laughs> Jesus! Is that what it's like every time? Fear? Yeah. Just one fear? <laughs> Just pure fear? <laughs> God, uh, I never, I've never identified with Amaro so much. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> all right. Um, hi, yeah, welcome to Mobile Suit Fandom, uh, the podcast where we cover all of uh, the Mobile Suit Gundam. Today we're talking about uh, episode t- uh, 22. I was about to say 23, but that's just because th- the subtitle was already on my document. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so quick reminder. Um, it's 0079, it's some far-flung future date. This is actually the first time, like, we're just in a pure exposition sense, like, laying it out. Like, hey, it's 0079, there was seven sides. Uh, War broke out two years after side seven was built. Sides one through five except three all got destroyed. The crew of white bases traveling across Asia to Europe, and also war is hell. Uh War is hell. Like that, the the recap. Like, I think this is the first time it was really explicitly clear on what the opening of the one year war was like. Qu- quick reminder: not only did they destroy Australia, they also with, destroyed with, with a yeah. They destroyed Australia with a a country. They threw a yes, country at another, another country. Yes, and then <laughs> and then they destroyed three more countries. Like, a lot of people, half, half, just quit, half, half the human population is dead, um, up to this point. But they never actually give us, like, a solid number, I think, so, like, we don't know where humanity, like, they could be anywhere between, like, one... And like that, what if what if sixteen billion people had yeah. existed by this point? Yeah, because right now the population of the Earth is almost eight billion, right? Right. Uh, and we're rapidly expanding. Yeah. So what if even if it's even if it's only even if we maintain if we, if we just maintained uh, that's that's four b- billion people billion dead. people. <laughs> Now that said, this is also at some indeterminate point in the future, but it's also at an indeterminate point of the future from the lens of 1978. Yeah. So, like, God only knows what the actual population is supposed to be. Um, That said, just due to sheer how much fucking open space we seem to go through... 
there's a there's a lot of just open space on Earth. And I'm like, I'm wondering if that's because they, like, flatten shit out after we colonied up or what. Anyway. Um, back, so we get the backstory, and we cut immediately to a fight. Like, literally, first thing. Yeah. Amaro is Hello, in... Hello, hi, welcome to the fight. Yeah, Amaro's in the midst of combating a goof. Um, and he's, like, honestly not... N- not having too much trouble? Like... It, it it's made really clear in this episode. Like we don't see a Zaku all episode. The only mobile suits he fights are goofs. Goofs. So and he goofs on them real hard. He does. Never say He's those words them. again. He um, clowns on the goofs real hard. That is not how I think of the word to goof. Uh to relate back to the opening thirty minutes. Um <laughs> so uh it's really clear that, like, Raw Morale was way better at this. Cause... <laughs> yeah, because he was hard to kill. <laughs> yeah, he took, like, an arc to murderize, and even then, like... And he was one goof. <laughs> yeah, and he was one goof, whereas, like, Amro takes on, like, three at one point during this episode and yeah. fucks them up. Like, And then when four of them shows up, he just bails, like, whatever, guys, catch me. Yeah, I'm Audi. Um, kickflip. 500. Audi 5,000? Audi, I don't, I don't audio know. Slit, Power Man five thousand. Uh, what? What is that, is that a skateboard? <laughs> trick? Power Man, uh, Power Man five thousand, uh, or also known as all the edgy music in all the nineties action, dark action movies you heard. Oh, uh, okay. they did when worlds collide. Uh, don't I don't know. Are you ready for me? Are you ready? You I realize now like the early odds were probably different for you. I can't sing. Also, anyways, yeah. let's do this. I mean, I did go back. Like I didn't just like fucking bail on all content that existed before <laughs> I did, or I was too yes, young but, to but get. Power Man 5000 is not good, so there's no reason to actually go back and hear it. That's <laughs> like, fair, but, like, you know, I still, like, I watched fucking Spawn and shit, so, like, it, it, what I'm saying is all the edgy 90s action movies, if they, in fact, did contain Power Man 5000 songs, I still probably heard them. Yeah. Anyway... So, Anyways, back to this um, pre pre uh, your time media. Yeah. You definitely went back and yes, um, enjoyed with me. Yes, so Almero uh, fucks up a goof, um, and he we clowns cut, on the goof. Yeah, he clowns on the goof, and bright. Uh, we cut to bright on the bridge, and he he's sweating. He like he he's out of it. He's not looking great. Something's wrong. He's he's yeah, trying he's to trouble. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to cover it up. Not doing not doing a great job. Um, we get a cool little little mini fight of the goof managing to chop the Gundam bazooka in half, but Amuro blinds it with the head Vulcans before yeah, shoots it in the face. Yeah, before like the the goof swings the heat hawk axe and Amuro blocks it with the shield and does a just fucking direct stab to the cockpit before fucking yanking it out and letting the goof just fucking blow. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, the gun take is devastating butts, uh, and this mining base gets fucking dunked on by white base. Um, Bright then proceeds to fucking pass out. Uh, like, collapse out of his chair. Mir- yeah, Bright's not doing great. Yeah, he's not doing great. Mirai is immediately like, yo! And Sayla's like, you're driving the ship, and also you're the second in command. Let me get this. Yeah. Um... 
and uh, Job, Job, whatever, uh, John Job, Job John. John Job. It's, it's the mechanic. Yes, the one mechanic we know. Well, he was the one mechanic, but also now he's re- he is Ryu's replacement in oh. the gun tank. Like that's no a- one can replace Ryu. Someone's got to pilot the bottom. No, part. again. Someone's no. got to pilot the bottom. Someone's got to bottom this. Someone's, Someone's got to bottom bo- this top. Someone's got to bottom for Hayato, man. <laughs> Someone's got to bottom this top is the tagline for our podcast. Fucking Mobile Suit Fandom. Someone's got to bottom this top. Fucking. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, this is your fault for having sex talk at the beginning of the podcast. You're right. And I don't know why, but now I'm just thinking about Christian Grey's sex genes. So, through weird free association. Um, anyway, so, jo- Job John takes, uh, takes Bright off the bridge, like, just fucking lifts him up. Uh, he lifts him up so he can stand on mountains. We cut to Makuve, who has... He's just, like, chilling on a balcony, if I remember correctly, until, like, he goes in to get a briefing, and the scout guy is like, yo, the Trojan horse is fucking rolling around and just dunking on your ass up and down this fucking Eurasia zone, dude. And Mm -hmm. Makuve's out, what? Punk-ass motherfuckers. (laughs) So, he, um has a dude come over, and this dude, uh, this receding hairline of a man is named Judoc? Judoc? J-U-D-O-C-K? And Jude... So... It's a really, it's a really uh, hard thing to actually, like... Pronounce? Yeah, when they said it, I'm like, I'm not saying that out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds anti-Semitic. I mean, you're right. So, Judoc... Um, I'm trying to trying to really undercut in, the in W English, noise. Yeah, uh, in English they call it Judoc. Well, I like, mean, in Japanese, like that's just how, that is how it, he's pronounced. <laughs> like that's just how it's pronounced. I don't really know yeah. how else. To I, do I like it. I like seeing how it's spelled. That's a lot. It's J U D O C. So yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. It's, it's J U D O C, and it's also uh, like in Japanese, it's. It's spelled that way in Japanese, too, like, one-to-one. Like, there's just no real getting around it. Yeah. Um, uh, so... I, I, I don't know if I just never noticed it before this scene, uh-huh. uh, or if if the, the voice actor for, for Makuve just really fucking phoned it in this scene, but he's... The te- the voice acting on the English uh, dub in this is, ter- is terrible. Just he's t- bad. Just it, ass. He gives... Yeah, he sounds like someone's fucking like uncle was wasn't busy that day, uh-huh. so they just like okay, we need you to read these lines and have some inflection. Uh, we're not gonna tell you what kind of inflection, but have some, have some inflection. <laughs> just I need uninflection, really. Yeah, um, one inflection. So, um, Makuve uh, tells him to uh go s- start solv- solving this problem and do like this that and the other and just before Jadok leaves he goes hey by the way fucking fix your uniform i can see your fetty uniform and Jadok's yeah, like oh says- right shit and he <laughs> fixes it and i'm like what 
Yeah, in, in the English dub, from he says, from this angle, it looks like you're wearing Fetty colors. I, and I got the impression that just the inside of the, 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 like, maybe he's a literal turncoat and can turn his coat inside out. Well, like, <laughs> and I, it'd be a Fetty uniform. I, I saw in the shot, like, he clearly has a blue Fetty uniform on underneath his jacket. Like he's got both coats on, which I don't understand he's a spy. why. I don't understand why he's wearing both coats at once. Like you're in. He's very cold. Man, maybe he gets could, really cold. Has... Yeah, he's really cold. He's a cold. You're telling you're telling me Makuve. Makuve just has that shit cranked. The spindliest fucker I have uh-huh. ever seen is just. Maybe he has high blood pressure, dude. You don't know. Does that does that make you? Yeah. Yeah, before I got on high blood pressure medications, I was just constantly fucking hot. People would be like, aren't you cold? I'm like, no, what do you mean? Now I'm on blood pressure medication, I'm like, why are my feet cold all the fucking time? (laughs) Yes, as someone whose feet gets cold all the fucking time, it's bad. So, who dares text me? Um, So, uh, Bakuve sends him off, and... uh, we get that weird, you know, oh, he's he a spy? And we cut to the showers of White Base, where we have kind of just a weird scene. Yeah, um, this is... Like, okay, so <sighs> Frabo is washing the kids, and, like, this could be, like, almost a little bit cuter if it was, like, just the kids, and, like, at least Frabo was wearing a goddamn towel. But nah, she, she dead-ass naked. Uh, we do see Nipple. Uh, which yep. I just, know just because that's weird. In, it is very weird. In the con- like, I'm very. I've seen a lot of weeb shit, and yep. I am only used to seeing the nipple in in the type of weeb shit that you do not admit to watching in public. <laughs> um, or yep. in like particular, like very adult oriented anime. Uh, yeah. I mean, fucking Neon Genesis Evangelion, they ain't got no nipples. No one yeah. got no nipples in that. So, the, yeah. seeing this, and it's like, weird. Um, the kids are kids for a minute, uh, until Kiki gets, like, fucking tackle attacked, and... I thought she just slipped and fell. Yeah, that was it. Uh, she, okay. <laughs> I, I, in my summary, I just wrote, she fucking she dies. Because um, <laughs> it's been a thinking. week. Um... Then, like, the two boys make fun of her for being, like, six-year-old and having no tits, and it's like, what? In in the English version, they just say it was even worse. Really? uh, Because, yeah, because the boy is, like, just leering at her, and he's like, she's like, what's going on? And he's like, well, she fell down, didn't she? And she's like, yes. She's like, well, I guess we gotta clean her again. And just starts rubbing her chest, like, (laughs) and I'm like... Uh, what the fuck? And then she starts crying, and I'm like, "Jeez, like, do we really need to have like yeah, a sexual assault scene?" Yeah, that was weird. Um, all of this was weird, and like, yeah. Anyway, and and, and pointless. Like, there's a fight going on. Well, the fight's over, but yeah, this served no purpose. Um, this is literally like there is three set. There's like thirty seconds between fight one and fight two happening, and they spend twenty of it here. Yeah. <laughs> I just so we I, I don't understand why. Sorry, go ahead. I, I, I I don't either, and I wish I had an explanation. Like like I said, this scene is almost like could have almost been like, hey, 
despite previous tragedies, there's still elements of normalcy going on in White Base. Like, that's yeah. one way to kind of read this scene. But also, it is, in the words of other famous people that I just blatantly steal all my, all my content from and redistribute it, uh, it's some creepy anime bullshit. Yeah. Um, back in the garage, here in my garage, um... No, no. Have you not seen the Lamborghini saga, Chris? Nope. I will send you that link later. Um, <laughs> back in the garage, Hayato and Amuro are just fixing up the Gundam, tweaking it, making sure shit's working, and they seem blissfully unaware that Bright has fucking collapsed. They walk out, they encounter Frabo and the kids, and all of them are like, Damn, you bitches stank! Um, to which Amaro and Hayato are like, yeah, we're kind of fucking busy. Um, this almost made me like, is this going to end up being a beach episode? Like, what? Uh, Amaro and Hayato get to the bridge to ask Bright a question, at which point Sela informs them Bright fucking collapsed and Mirai is down there checking on him. So they then go down there. Also, Sela was knitting? <laughs> like she, she was just um, ch chilling out and knitting, even though she was the CEO on deck right now. Like, shouldn't you be? I don't know, maintaining the position. Like, like if there's one thing I learned from Star Trek, it's that the CEO on bridge should always be paying attention. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not knitting. Doing crafts. <laughs> Well, actually, okay, I, I, I've i met plenty of people who are capable of just knitting idle. Like, if you're just making a fucking scarf, like, you only have yep. to pay attention, like, when you get to the end of a line. Um, at which point you make a new one with the credit card. Uh, <laughs> remember, just kids. cocaine and knitting. Remember, kids, all, your grandmother, who was knitting, also Definitely did cocaine so much point. cocaine. <laughs> no, co right now. Right now right on now, cocaine. She's just fucking ready to party. <laughs> so she does a fucking thumbnail and fucking cranks out a scarf with a dolphin on it. <laughs> um, so, that was a weird tangent. Uh, <laughs> just kind of coming down from that now and I'm like, what? So, uh, Amaro uh, goes down to the infirmary while Hayato goes back to the garage. And, yeah. um, we meet a dude who appears to be a 16-year-old with glasses named Sun Mallow, which I only note because what a fucking name. Yep. Sun Mallow. Sun, Sun, Sun Bado. So Sun Mallow is apparently the medic, and he's like, yeah, Bright has a huge fever. Don't <laughs> In, know why. <laughs> I don't know if it's now or later. Uh, yeah, it's just right now. He says, uh, in, Eng in the English dub, he says, uh, I gave him a sedative, so I'm pretty confident that... I gave him a mild sedative, so I'm pretty confident that his fever will break soon. And I'm like, that's not... How medicine works. <laughs> that's not how fever is... Yeah, he says the he same thing just... in the Japanese. Like, I gave him a mild <laughs> sedative, so he should be okay I, for a while. I gave this dude a muscle relaxer, so I'm pretty sure his flu is going to be gone soon. Like, I don't think that's how that works, but no. also, I'm not a doctor or a lawyer. I'm going to go on record and say I don't think uh, a sedative is going to break a fever. Please tweet at us your medical degree and why we're wrong. 
Um, also, with <laughs> no medical degree, it doesn't actually have to be your medical degree. Like, you can just put your finger over your name. <laughs> because... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dox you, so like frankly if you just get a picture of a real life medical degree, so if you're like mm. going to a doctor's office in the next couple just of days, <laughs> just take Hi, a, just take a quick snap and edit and like, you know, put a put a Twitter sticker over the over the name and it's like, alright, yeah, this person is a doctor and I am forced to accept that. Um Anyway, so Ummer also seems like, wow, Bright is really fucking bad right now. Ooh. Yeah. And this kind of seems to shake him for a minute. Um, yeah. Also, he doesn't get the questions answered he wanted from Mirai or Bright, because Mirai is worried about Bright, and Bright is fucking sedated. <laughs> sedated. They've, they've doped him up real they good. They have doped him up so good. Yep. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, we cut to, like, <laughs> a group of, like, ten Zeon dudes. Yeah. Who... Are waiting in ambush. Are waiting in ambush. Sorry, I was sniffling. They're all yeah. waiting in ambush, like, talking about removing all pieces of metal from their yeah. bodies, which I assume is to avoid radar. They, yeah, they, and they, they even... They, they, they waste so much time on this, it's weird. Like, 70s, 70s storytelling is fucking weird and, Honestly, and slow. So, like, last episode was way faster. And, like, yeah. way more shit. I think this is just, like... I always spent too much money on the last episode. Let's calm down. They blew their load last episode, so they needed to do it a bit slower now. Like, the last few episodes, they've really blown the fucking budget load. And so they needed some time. Because also, like, the next big thing is Odessa Day that we've been hyping up for a while. (laughs) So I feel like we're going to be in, like, a couple of episodes of Slump as it's like, ugh. (laughs) <laughs> they um they 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 spend like a good 10 15 seconds talk like i guess it's also like to to characterize these guys a little bit mm-hmm. uh because they i think they even say his name but they're like hey buddy you got to take off that watch you like so much and he's like this watch is made out of plastic like all of the stuff we're using oh yeah i got this covered yep. let's waste some more seconds and Go. oh look white bait <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically um how long does this episode have to be again? 22 minutes? Okay. <laughs> oh, alright, cool. Um, yeah, it's it's just kind of weird, honestly. Like, I don't, I don't really get why this happened. Um, oh shit, man, we have a lot of really good mobile suits coming up in the next couple of episodes. Yeah, okay. Buzzing, focus! Well, no, <laughs> focus I'm just, I'm just thinking, like, yeah, they really... They really cut down this episode in terms of, like, what quality stuff they do. Because, I will just tell you right now, the next, like, three episodes are all really high action. So, like, I'm pretty sure that they are just, like, eh. With this yeah. one, I'm like, eh, fuck it. Let's just have a little buffer zone here. Yeah, let's... But it is weird, because this one should also be high action, like... I don't know. Yeah, like, and I'm wondering if, like, it's just... There a, is action here, it's just they break it up so much. They break it up so much, and it doesn't feel very, like, important. <laughs> also, like, yeah, this... We're gonna get to it in a second, but I actually kind of really don't like this episode. Because uh, it seems like the whole purpose of this episode is to make the two female crew members look like they don't know what they're fucking doing. Yeah, which we'll get to in a second here. Uh, like, pretty soon. And I definitely do want to talk about it, because what... Um, yeah. 
So, uh, Xeon forces essentially do all of this, have some tense moments before jumping onto white base and planting a bunch of bombs. Boop, boop. We cut to Bright, who is exhausted, according to the computer, and we cut back, more bombs get placed, all the Xeon dudes bail, they land, this fucking goes off without a hitch, they hide behind a rock, kablooey. Fucking... The ship is, like, it's breached. Like, the hull breach is all over. The Minovsky mm -hmm. particle transmitter and the ECM transmitters are out of commission, which means... All the transmitters. Well, I remind you, in-universe, this means that they are not radar invisible anymore. Right. Which, in th which as we have established in-universe is the equivalent of being butt-naked in a field with a target painted on your ass in bright orange. Um, needless to say, who, buddy? Who, boy? So, Mirai, being the current CO, uh, orders level 2 battle stations and to mobilize core fighters as 20 dops head this way. Yep. Yeah. I'm, uh... Which is... Seems like... The first time they were like, we're going to make Mirai fuck up. Yeah, which... Uh, because Mirai has been in every fight everybody else has been in, and... Yet makes like, a series yeah. of very bad decisions. Decisions that have never been made before. Like, well, I don't know if you're wrong, they have engaged the enemies with core fighters before. Right, but usually they uh, had three dudes to yeah. do it with, and, and one of them was a dots. trained pilot. <laughs> right. Whereas two, the the two dudes who we send out are Hayato, who has canonically not been in a core fighter before, and, um, motherfucker, uh, Amaro. Of course, yeah. Ryu is, as we all know, fucking dead. Okay, well, we don't have to talk about that. That's, and he's fine. He's, he'll come back later. Ryu being he's, being dead and no, they mention they do mention Kai and Kai is apparently busy jumping on the port guns. Yeah, he's he's. And I, I don't think it's right now, but later they mention it again. They, like they repeat it to Amro or something, where he's like, "Why can't Kai help?" And they're like, "Kai's busy on the anti-aircraft guns." And they cut to Kai just uh, like a still shot of of Kai in, in a gun turret. Mm -hmm. He doesn't seem to be actually shooting. The, I can't expect him to be like fucking some people up uh, or something. <laughs> or maybe they do show him moving, but they don't cut to what he's doing. Yeah, and you never see any f shots going out. So I imagine he's just. I uh, uh, frankly sitting there chilling the fuck out. They're probably out of ammo. Everybody's out of ammo all the fucking time. Frankly, especially in this I episode. really just wanted them to cut to Kai and Kai to be there, fucking holding the trigger down, just screaming, just, <gasps> <gasps> just full ra end of Rambo, end of Predator, end of every Vietnam jungle movie, holding the machine gun down and praying he's hitting the right thing, <laughs> screaming the entire time. So. Um, Mirai... Well, okay, so immediately Amuro and Hayato remark that launching core fighters seems like a bad idea, but they do it anyway. Because, oddly, this is a weird time they decide to not be insubordinate. Even though, ironically, this might be a good time to be insubordinate. Yep. Um, 
And in general, throughout these scenes, Mirai just isn't really up to snuff. And then say- Mirai is piloting a fucking hunk of lead through the sky. And also trying to order people around. Like, all the time. And we never see her break down. Yeah. Uh, She's fine. She's always fine. Uh... She she handles her shit. It, I really I really feel like they've just fucking shoehorned this episode to make her look like crap. Yeah, which I get. Like some people aren't leaders. I understand that, but like the d- the d- degree to which she breaks down is annoying to me. But like, okay, what's also weird to me is like later on in the show and also in the movie versions of this, both Mirai and Sela are shown to be more than tactically, like, sound commanders and fighters. Like, and I'm I'm just saying this because this does not happen in this version of Gundam, of the main yeah. series, but in the movie versions, Sayla is a fighter pilot most of the time. They put her in, and they do start putting her in this show a couple of times, but... They come up with this thing of essentially slotting a core fighter into, like, a bigger set of engines and guns. Um, and she pilots that for, like, pretty much the back half of the series in the movie version. And she kicks ass, and she makes sound decisions all the time. And same goes for Mirai. She does fine the rest of the show, but for some reason in this one, it's like, oh, they're just not good at what they do. It's real weird. Um, so, Sayla's trying to pick up the slack, kind of, and it's not going great, and Bright wakes up in the infirmary and is like, I gotta save the day! Um, he appears like emotionally paralyzed by fear, or maybe it's by guilt. Like, there's a lot going on, and frankly, I kind of wish we, instead of, I don't know, spending uh, two minutes talking about a fucking plastic watch, maybe had a conversation with Bright about what he's thinking and feeling, because that would have been good. (laughs) Like, this is coming right off of Ryu's death, and we do kind There's, like, three lines about it. Three! Like, yep. in a second, uh, like, literally, in a second, Bright is, like, waking up and muttering about Ryu to take the gun tank to the port side, and of course, it's like, oh, wait, he did. Um, and, like, that's almost it? Like, that's the most? Whereas, like, we could have had an entire conversation about, from Mirai and Bright, because Lord knows we've had pair conversations between them before to give both of their feelings on shit. Why didn't we have one about fucking the latest tragedy? I'm yeah. I'm, I'm 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 shrugging really hard right now and looking <laughs> into the imaginary camera of the audio only medium very incredulously. So. Mirai orders a mid-air transfer during battle for Amuro into the Gundam, which Amuro takes some offense to. Um, namely, we're in the middle of fighting, and also I know for a fact that the guy in the garage does not know how to do a mid-air transfer. Um, also, she orders Hayato to get in the gun cannon, which he's yeah, never I- piloted before. <laughs> I also expected Hayato to be like, why don't you think I could do 
I mean, yeah, kind of. But at the same time, Hayato and Kai have both shown that they are aware that they are not, like, mega-ace pilots. Yeah. And oddly, like, this continues throughout their lives. Like, you know, the, the Hayato and Kai both show up in future Gundam series, and they're still aware, like, yeah, we're not ace pilots, that, that's fine. Like, I'm content with that. Um, but yeah, Hayato is like, why, why am I getting in the gun cannon? Where's Kai? And then we cut to Kai screaming. We cut back. Amuro has issues, but manages to pull off the the midair transfer without any hitch and kick ass up and down. Hayato in the gun cannon, a little bit less so, but the boy tries. Yeah. But until uh, he runs out of ammo. <laughs> until he runs out of ammo. But what's that on the horizon? It's Makuve yeah. on a hover battleship. Which fuck yeah, first of all. Um it's got a real like Jabba's Palace thing mixed yeah, with an aircraft carrier going on, <laughs> and I'm real into it, honestly. Yeah. Um Mirai begins planning an escape, but apparently she has fallen into Makuve's trap. Star Wars end music. Um <laughs> Roll credits. Uh, Amuro is going through goofs like fucking candy at this yeah, point. Yeah, he's just fucking them up. Really. So, yeah, he, he does have some cool fucking takedowns this throughout is, this, I will this say. This fight is is where I notice again, and they do this sometimes, and I think it's just when they pay more attention to the animation. They they, they make the, the Gundams move like people. Yes. Um, rather than Gundams. Yes. And they definitely do that in this episode, especially with gun... Cannon. Cannon, that's the word. Yeah, uh, I was like, Gun Tank is the one with treads. Gun Tank is the one with treads. Yes. Uh, Gun Cannon, uh, who who just runs around, like, fucking uh, lifts a fucking boulder above his head and throws it. Yeah. When he runs out of ammo. Because he's like, okay, I'm going in. And he's like, I'm out of ammo. And Amaro's like, you still gotta cover me. He's like, okay, I got you, buddy. <laughs> just picks up a fucking rock. Well, the, the rock part's so cool because he throws this fucking boulder and the goof, like, turns its machine gun and shoots the boulder. But guess what's behind yeah. the boulder, pussy? Amaro in the Gundam. And he just but fucking... But they magically stop shooting that direction when the boulder explodes. Like, oh shit, a Gundam! Let's stop fire! Yeah, and then he fu- fucking... <laughs> Amram does the fucking, like, bisecting corner-to-corner slice on this particular goof. Um, It's cool as shit, but then he goes for the other goof, and his sword runs out of energy as he's about to stab. So instead of stabbing this other goof, he basically just punches it really hard with a sword hilt. Um, Which, like, we cut to inside the goof, and that pilot, like, sees this fucking thing dent his cockpit, and he's just like, I almost died, and I'm terrified. Uh Uh-huh. Amuro then proceeds to do the reasonable (laughs) thing, now that he's out of ammo, and pick up the goof and start ripping it in fucking half. Yeah, right in the co- like where the cockpit opens up and sunlight gets in, and the guy in the cockpit's like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, he bails. <laughs> I I appreciate uh, that pilot, also, like, and I want him to live for the rest of the series. He also like scooches down the leg mm-hmm. really amusingly, like uh, like an inchworm kind of, and, yeah. and then like I really like the anime for for a, a show where they fuck up uh, a lot of what I like about the show. Uh, for the episode, like they do a lot of shit in this episode, I'm not into. Uh, but they, they 
I liked the animation. The animation seemed f- more fun than normal. Yes, I I, I do agree. Uh, maybe the B team was on this episode or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, actually, it's pretty easy to check that because I have the wiki open right goddamn now. Uh, let's see. Scroll down. I don't know any of these dudes. Um, the character design. He also acts as animation director for six. Oh, uh, weird. He, the guy who animation directed this episode, is responsible for, um, oh, oh, no. Oh, no, it's not Kukuro's Doans, is it? It's Kukuro's Doans. Fucking what? Wait. That... No, my bad. I always do the numbers okay. wrong. No, he, he <sighs> didn't. Who? <sighs> I was going to say, how can he animate the worst one? <laughs> yeah, just, he only animates the bad episode. But the animation in this one's good. Yeah, no, no. He, this guy, Yoshikazu Yasuhiko, uh, animated Did one he, through he three. He probably animated the other one where the one where Mirai was was had her titties out. Uh, do you remember which episode that was? No, I have no idea. Uh, damn it. Um, he did one through three, six and seven, nine and ten, thirteen, seventeen, twenty-two, twenty-four, twenty-six, and twenty-nine through thirty-one. Um, which, you know, one through three is the first three fucking episodes. Six and seven yeah, is Garma the and tone. the core fighters escape. Nine and ten is Garma's fate and Isol... Or Fly Gundam and Garma's fate. Thirteen coming home. Fuck, he, he animates all the really good episodes yeah. in this opening <laughs> act, actually. Uh, so the writing in this garbage the the animation pretty fucking pretty good. fucking good he fuck he did he does black tristar coming up which is a great episode he does um spoiler alert for the episode title of uh, three episodes from now episode 26 char returns oh blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and he also does uh 29 through 31 which is um like the turning point in the show again back up oh, to badassery um, oh shit! So like this guy, oh this guy does it for things. Uh, and he also did the character designs for Gundam F ninety one. Man, this guy oh, fucking no. kicks it. He also is the guy who does. He writes Gundam the Origin. This guy, <laughs> this guy knows what the fuck is up okay. with Gundam. So we're a fan of this. What's his name again? Yoshikazu Yasuhiko. There you go. You're uh, our number one uh, honorary podcast member. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the honorary third mic. The honorary third mic. If if I got a single person, a single person who in any capacity worked on Mobile Suit Gundam, the original... You would kick si- me off instantly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would perform some dark and eldritch acts for such a privilege. <laughs> I would I would suck a lot of dick for that honor. Let me tell you, because holy shit, I'd have some questions. <laughs> None of them particularly useful, but a lot of starry-eyedness. Um, also, Tomino, don't don't be offended. We we still appreciate all your works, but uh, fucking the, the, this this fella. Um, Yasuhiko-san, he is very, he's very good at what he does. He's a reason. Tomino is our number one listener for sure. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tomino-senpai, please, please continue loving us. Uh, Love as, as our one Japanese listener who listens 116 times yeah, listen per episode. Uh, <laughs> I really, I really do want. 
I really want one of our Japanese listeners to, to like message us and tell us how like why? I just know why are you listening to, to us? Yeah, I, I know they're listening it, to make fun of us. I know it. They have a podcast like Mobile Suit Fandom Fandom. <laughs> they're just talking shit about us. How stupid we are and how little we understand about this shit. I mean, I mean, in that case, man, I'd feel bad whenever we go on hiatus. We're causing another podcast to have to go on hiatus. <laughs> Oh, God, we have children uh, we must care for. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, shit. So. Yeah, uh, the animation is good. He he humps his way down the leg of this the, the, yeah. the, the mobile suit to get out. Yeah. Uh, White base is getting fucked up. White base is getting fucked up. Almero and Hayato get fucking surrounded, so they jump out of there. White yeah, base. Yeah, they just do. They're like, he's like, you want to just jump out of here? And Hayato's like, yeah. And they literally just and cut they, to a wave. Yeah. And they're just jumping, like, straight through the air. Yeah. So, White Base is getting a shit pounded in, but it's working. Sayla and Mirai are arguing, and Sayla kind of realizes that they do not have the experiences to make these choices. Which I don't really agree with. Like, how do you not? Um... When Sayla suggests a second sortie, Amuro yells at her about how long that'll take. Uh... And it gets worse. A lot of people going, man, I wish Ryu was here, uh, is happening because that boy was apparently a fucking emotional rock. Um, Sayla, meanwhile, realizes, oh, we fucked up. They were expecting us to go this direction. And just then, White Base gets hit by what I can only refer to as a fuck you laser. Because this fucking thing goes all the way through one of the horse's legs. Like, one shot blows a hangar bay out of the fucking water. Yeah. Um, the crew begins literally putting out fires, and one of the engines is about to explode. Um, I, I, this is also the point where I realized this episode does do a good job of setting up Makuve as a meaningful villain. Up until now... With a bad voice actor. In English. In uh, in <laughs> Japanese, he's pretty good. I, I do recommend his Japanese performance. He does the socially cunning but still prissy dick thing really well. Um, without getting into, like, Ooh, I'm posh and evil. It's none of that. It's none of the Japanese equivalent of that. It's, like, legitimately... This is a man with a... This is a very cunning human. Um... Because before, up until now, you know, Romba Rao's been our threat, and Makuve's been, like, a secondary antagonist who's just, like, he's Rao's boss for some reason. Um, whereas now it's like, oh no, Makuve knows exactly what he's doing, and he kicks ass when his plans go to task. Like, when he comes up with a plan, you're gonna end up fucking hurt. Which is cool, in my opinion. Because the last time we had him as a villain, it was during the Adzam episode, and he wasn't much of a threat. Like, it was an an accident. They hadn't unlocked his level yet. Kind of, yeah. Like, he showed up in the Adzam and caused trouble, but Amuro was on his own, and, like, they just kind of... It just happened. Whereas this time, Mukuve fucking planned ahead, and Whitebase is in trouble because of it. Amuro, uh, 
proceeds to jump back in the Gundam and fucking snipe the fucking fuck you laser from the crashing white base, which is a cool scene. pretty cool. (laughs) Mirai has just an actual breakdown on the bridge, but she manages to crash white base so that it doesn't get super damaged. Um... Mirai is just about ready to fucking give up, and the Xeons are headed this way to finish him off. One of the SO, one of the secondary officers, the two dudes on the fucking platform above Bright, for whatever reason, um, suggests, hey, what if we set off smoke bombs in the missile tubes to make the Xeons think that we're on fire and about to explode anyway? Yeah. Mirai mutters, man, I wish Ryu was here, or that Bright was okay to help. Yeah, and I'm like in English. She's like, she's like Ryu, right? Help me! I need your help. Yeah, and I'm like, no, you don't. You're right. You're great. She says basically the same thing in Japanese, and that's kind of my feeling too. Of like, you've already had a good suggestion here, and like, you've been doing okay. You could, why don't why you don't need Bright right now? You're you're fully capable of pulling this off. Um. Uh. They do do that and comment <laughs> and comment that it will damage the missile tube slightly, but fuck it. Um, yep. Sailor and the boys talk about how we aren't sure if we're gonna get there for Odessa Day. Uh, Mirai orders Sailor to send a message to General Reville that the odds aren't great before booking it off the bridge. The episode ends with a panning shot of White Bay smoking, crashed, and crippled in the forest as the sad song and slow zoom out plays us out. Yeah, and before we get into that, can we just, can we talk about, I, I, I don't know what happens in the next episode. Right. Uh, but if, 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 if Mirai, like, gets her shit together and learns from this, then it, it's, it's fine. But if, if Bright has to fucking come out of his stupid fucking weird in, coma. In, like poorly timed coma and save save everybody, then I wish this episode didn't happen. Right. Uh, because characters are allowed to fumble stumble. Uh, like she's not she's not a military person at all, much less a leader. Uh, and and I get that. That's yeah. fine. Uh, but if the whole point of this episode was to make Mariah look like a, a dumb piece of shit then fuck this episode. I will say, based on purely skimming images from the next episode, it seems like Mirai does have a turnaround next episode, because okay. there's a shot of Bright still in bed giving Mirai some advice, and then like one of the last pictures is of Mirai sitting in the big boy chair. Um, okay, well, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll save some of my yelling and screaming then, because right. I was so, like when I was watching this episode, I was just getting madder and madder every time they had her... Act like she was falling apart. Like she apart doesn't know what to do. Was... Which, like, what? Yeah. Which is fine. Like, again, you could cracking under pressure is a thing. Like, she oh, was yeah. that was thrust upon her in the middle of a fucking combat. Yeah. Like, I I could see the stress getting to be too much. But considering she is a high intensity pilot, I I would assume. My personal opinion. Are, is that she would probably handle it a little better than that? Yeah, like, or at least keep her her composure during it, and then panic later. Yeah, like, uh, and again, I don't mind her being flawed. So, like, they might they might pull us back from this, but I I, I, uh, I think they do 
That's what yeah. it seems like. Um, but I, I know when Amuro was like, give us orders that make sense, guys. I'm like, fuck you, Amuro. You don't listen to anybody. Yeah. So I don't want to hear this shit now, from sh- you. Shut up, you ace pilot punk ass. Get out of here. protagonist little shitbag. Yeah. Um, no, no, I'm very with you there. Uh, it seems like, and I don't remember offhand, but it seems like Mirai will have a turnaround. And like I said, I recall Mirai being a capable, like, sub-commander at least. Like, okay. she she is at least as good as Riker, just sans beard. Yeah. Um, I'm just grumpy that, like, the one time uh, Bright wasn't at the helm, it right. gets shot out of the fucking sky. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, a little bit. Because Bright's not Bright's not like an, an ace commander. Uh, commander, he's he's kind of shit at it. Yeah, no, but he's he, doing his best, and that's why I like him. Yeah, Patton, uh, he ain't. But yeah, yeah, he he makes it work. He ain't Patton or Picard, but like right. Fucking Mirai seems to be the best of like literally every Star Trek pilot possible. Like yeah, fucking we. I, I remember the dude from Voyager talking hot shit about, like, how he really wants to take Voyager or, like, the Enterprise on a fucking dogfighting course, and it's like, yeah. fucking Mirai could actually do that. Like, yeah, I would Mirai's get, I, pulled out some weird shit in this thing. I would, I would put, like, I would believe Mirai would be capable of fucking jumping in the space battleship Yamato and pulling fucking Aerleon rolls with that goddamn <laughs> thing. Like, goddamn. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. It seems like next episode will have some better shit, because speaking of next episode... Goofs yeah. on flying discs, a counteroffensive <laughs> by the Gundam and its damage, and the reveal of a new set of parts. I hope you're ready for the final arrival of the G-Parts series. And Matilda is shouting a cry for Amaro. You'll never guess what she says. Moeagare Amaro. Next time on Gundam, Matilda's Rescue. Will you be able to survive? Uh, I... I want. I want to say I love that every next episode on Gundam ends with "Will you be able to survive?" It feels so fucking tonally appropriate, and like it gives me legitimately hype every time. Of like, hell yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to know if I like. I know they're gonna live, but like at the end of every episode, you're like, are are they? Are they though? Uh, you well, punk ass. Obviously, they're not. They're not definitely. I fucking the best boy died. Yeah. The best boy died. Fuzzy. Okay, you're right. Um, they killed him. Also, um, for no reason, he could have. Sh- he could have pulled the trigger. He could have pulled the he trigger. He could have pulled the trigger, and I don't know why I didn't. Um, also, I sh- maybe it's a- oh, you know what? Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. He fucking Obi Wan Kenobi this shit. He knew his death would make them stronger. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know if I don't know. Shut if he's up. Bad. Also, it's he's like, still okay. alive. It's fine. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> shit. He's somewhere in the desert. Yeah, you're right. Um, learning to be learning to be a hero. Also, uh, in Japanese, the title is a little bit more specific. Uh, this is not Matilda rescuing White Base. This is the rescue of Matilda uh, by White Base. Um, which, given the ending of this episode, seems confusing. How do they pull a fucking rescue <laughs> off? They're dying. Uh, but yeah, that's next time. Uh, and with that, uh, the the song plays. Amuro. Uh, bye. bye. <laughs> well, 
I hope you enjoyed episode 22 of Mobile Suit Fandom. If you want to yell about how either of us are garbage, or that you like what we do, you can find us on Twitter with at MobileSuitPod, and our personal Twitters from there. Also, if you're new to Gundam as a whole and really want to give it a try, check out the official Gundam YouTube channel, Gundam Info. They have a bunch of shows legally for free. Until next time, mech fans, remember, it only gets darker from this episode out. That's not a joke, that's just true. interesting start here because i'm reading the the first note you've took and now i have questions well okay <laughs> so this was also from last week now i just i do not want to talk about this episode i just want to talk about what happened in your living room. okay so allow me to allow me to explain so first of all i wrote this summary last week because <laughs> okay. we were supposed to record last week and right. uh chris just couldn't uh, for I still don't actually know why, but whatever. Uh, I assume all the cocaine and drug parties. Um, yeah, all the all the threesomes of having in my living room. <laughs> you passed. <laughs> uh, so we, um, so Michaela, my roommate, and I went out. Uh, for the record, the first sentence of my Gundam summary this week says. Alright, back at it again. I have a hangover and salt from my roommate having a threesome in our living room. Let's do this shit, but it's been a week, so I'm less salty now. The, but it's been a week was not there when I opened this this morning at first, and I was like, oh wait, I should edit that, but I'm not gonna remove it completely. So, for accuracy. For accuracy. So, last week, uh, it was Michaela and I's gay son, anxious gay son's birthday. Um, we have okay. a friend who we refer to as our anxious gay son. Um, All right. We we go out with him, and a little bit into the evening, she invites a lady along. Uh, right. Said lady shows up. We all continue having jubilations. At some point, we split. They split off from us and end up going to Fuzzy's Tacos. No relation to me. In fact, I do not like Fuzzy's Tacos. Um, right. I'm pretty sure I've been on record about that before. Um, <laughs> at the very least, on Twitter. So th- they split off. After the night comes to a close in the main party, I happen to walk home. I walk home, which takes me by Fuzzies. So I stop in and I'm like, hey, nerds, I'm going to be home, which is like my wink, wink warning. Like, hey, yeah, maybe like make sure you don't immediately come through the door fucking or something. <laughs> um, I go home and... Uh, the moment I walk through the door, I get a text from a girl who has romantically kind of fucked me over a couple of times, like, Ugh. led me along, like, we made out a few times, and it was like, all the signs were there, and then she's just like, I'm not, just not that interested, and then she dated a dude who looked almost exactly like me. Oh no, Which, like, <laughs> this was not a case of, like, imitation is the highest form of flattery, this is just like a, what? <laughs> um... 
I contained the salt. I contained the salt about that, and time went on. She had. We recently got into contact again because she broke up with that boyfriend, and uh, apparently I'm the bounce back. So, I weird because it's like <laughs> I look like your ex. Yeah. I'm only, like, I get home, I'm gassy, I had eaten a burger <laughs> at the burger stand, I'm a little drunk, I just want to get yep. high and play video games. Right. So, I'm I'm not ghosting, but, like, my plan is to fake having fallen asleep. Okay, that's ghosting, but okay. <laughs> it's ghosting with the plan of coming back in the morning, of like, hey, I fell asleep. Um... Yeah, it's ghosting. Um, <laughs> but I just didn't want to deal with it, and also she still has my TV, so I don't want to, like, burn the bridge or what have you. <laughs> you want to get your fucking TV back. I want to get my fucking TV back, but I also don't want to be, like, a dick about it, and, like... Right. Like, I want her, I want the TV to be used until, like, I'm moving, you know? Right. Um, so... I'm, like, kind of in the process of that. When Michaela comes through the door, girl in tow, with a, a new party member, a, a gentleman mm -hmm. is also taken home. And I'm like, okay, weird. I guess they're just gonna hang out. They made a friend or something. I talk with them briefly. They ask for my mattress pad that I have extra, because I had a mattress pad when I was still living in the dorms. And so uh -huh. normally it lives on our couch, but like due to some cleaning, it wasn't. So I bring it out and kind of throw it on the floor, and they all hang out. They grab Michaela's bong. Jubilation occurs out there. I'm just watching. I'm getting high and watching some Game Grumps to uh, get myself in the mood to play some video games, because that's... Okay. I just want to be home playing some For, video games. Foreplay. Foreplay to video games. For, yeah, foreplay of video games. Um, what I... And, you know, I'm doing the standard thing of keeping one headphone off my ear so I can hear my surroundings. Unfortunately, I hear the telltale heart of smooching behind <laughs> me. And I'm like, okay... I'm guessing your video games are in the living room. No, no. Uh, no. My, okay. my laptop is in my own room with my desk and etc. Um, okay. So I'm very capable of playing my video games here. Uh, that, okay. That's my main video game zone. Okay. But nonetheless, the living room's right next to my room, separated right. by one very bad door. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab uh, another beer. Come back, close my door, sit down, put on my other headphone, maybe get a little higher, play some video games. I'm still in the foreplay stage when all of a sudden they enter the foreplay stage. <laughs> the door is closed, but I hear the distinct sounds of, shall we say, uh, female pleasure. <laughs> and, and I'm like, hmm. This is, this is where I'm gonna ask, like... There's another bedroom, right? Like, she's got a bedroom? She does have a bedroom, yes. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of messy, and she will later say that her excuse was she was embarrassed by her bedroom, to which my counter-argument would be... Clean your fucking bedroom? Go to your fucking bedroom anyway. I yeah. have coitus in my bedroom. You're gonna have coitus in your fucking bedroom, not in the living room, when I'm trying to get high and play video games. <laughs> Despite this, 
I start, it starts getting worse and louder, and turning up my headphones any louder is just going to cause hearing damage. <laughs> and the word, like, had it just been, like, moaning, I could have dealt with it, but I started hearing distinct words, and I'm no, like, no, no, uh-uh, no, that is the last straw. So I, <gasps> I start texting the girl back again, and she yeah. invites me over. Uh-huh. I go over, and um, to put it lightly, we get down to business to defeat the Huns. <laughs> and in the midst of this, like pan- all pants ha- are off at this point. Yeah. Uh, the act, the deal is being sealed, and I realize I am just not attracted to this human in any way, shape, or form. Oh no! Yep. Like not 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 just not just like physically but like mentally romantically it's just like no, Mm-mm. yeah. The thing is, the thing about fuzzy, you gotta understand, is I am overly concerned with what people think of me and what rumors might spread. Yeah. So I'm not gonna get a bad Yelp review. I refuse. <laughs> I blatantly refuse to get a bad Yelp review. So. <laughs> I, I, I look inside my heart, and the first, uh, my, my Final Fantasy spirit summon that seems to be at the top of the docket is none other than the little voice of the last comedian I saw who talked about fucking Cat Williams. Oh no! I, 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 I call forth and summon the soul of Cat Williams into my mind palace, and I tell him, Cat... I've heard more than a couple of stories of yours of how sometimes you were in a situation involving fucking that you did not want to be in. And Kat, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm in such a situation. I need you to (laughs) lend me your energy for some spirit bomb shit here. Cat Williams proceeded to curse at me for pulling his soul out of his fucking body. (laughs) Uh... I don't, I don't, I, he might have been asleep, he might have just been, like, in the midst of a, of a joint circle, as Cat Williams is wont to do. Either way, not, not, not very happy with me, but nonetheless, our conversation, uh, ended amicably, I hope. Okay. I do think I owe him, like, a dime bag at some point, <laughs> so if ever I meet Cat Williams, if Cat Williams, you're out there watching this, and you remember, like, a week ago, or, I guess, by the time this airs, like, a month ago, <laughs> when, when some white kid pulled you out of your fucking body to assist him, uh, I owe you one. So, <laughs> and I assume he remembers all of this. Uh... <laughs> Needless to say, I get the job done and uh, pass out over there because I don't want to go home because... You gotta walk back through the threesome. Uh, yeah, as it stands, to get out... To get out, to get out, I literally walked up to my own door and knocked. <laughs> I had to knock on my way out. Oh, and so <laughs> I was wondering if you like bailed at the fucking window or something. I thought about it, but I'm like, I don't have <laughs> shoes in this room. I don't have uh, shoes in this room. And so did you walk out and they're all just like sheepishly under covers or something? I knock and the scene I'm presented with, <laughs> I will remember for quite oh, a while no. because they are 
in a lot. They, it's like I, it's like I walked out to stacked awkward corpses. Like <laughs> the two ladies were sit, were laying down, face up, hands by their sides, and the dude was the same but face down. And I'm just like, okay. I'm assuming just a burger of naked people. Yeah, I'm assuming some like you all just suddenly spread apart from each other, but nonetheless, I didn't hear any of the telltale shuffle to indicate that, so I'm just kind of weirded this out. This is the weirdest sex move ever. <laughs> this is the weirdest sex move I have ever seen. The one um, where we just lay down not touching each other. Yeah. <laughs> True romance. So that happens. I bail out. I go over Cat Williams, etc., etc. I get yeah. the job done. Everyone is fairly satisfied. I'm not big into the snuggle afterwards because I'm not attracted to this human. So I didn't <laughs> really want. I didn't really wanna. Like I yeah. kind of put the bare minimum in. Uh, I don't think she noticed, but maybe she did. Either way. Also, I want to say, like, uh, I'm I'm big into cuddles. I'm I'm a, I'm a giant cuddle guy. I uh, love cuddles too. I love, I love cuddles. Uh, after sex, I do not want. I'm sweaty and gross, <laughs> and like I lo- like sex is great, and and but it's it's very it's the it's very very messy. It, like it it's is. so messy. It, it is a uh, it is like, a whole process and a half. If if you're if you're having fun, it's the messiest thing you've ever done. Like, I I sweat when I fucking breathe, so I'm just it's I, true. I'm, already, I'm sweating I'm right like, now, and I'm just also having like, like warm coffee. That's I'm that's editing it. all of this out, by the way. No, no, this stays. <laughs> the world must know. But like when the romance is there and alive and all that jazz, it's like hell yeah, fucking like legs are already all tangled up. Might as well just stay here. <laughs> For a hot second, uh, until one of us is ready to pee, because we're gonna, ha- we should both, both yeah, urinate after this. <laughs> like that is something we should do. Um, either way, uh, yeah. So uh, to put it as John put it, um, I became a hobosexual and traded <laughs> sex, traded sex for a bed that for didn't a have bed. threesomes going on. Next yes, <laughs> essentially. Uh, I then. I took a three-hour nap there, I got up, I snuck out, and I went home. Uh, And then I, thankfully, when I walked in, no one was in the living room anymore, and I passed the fuck out. (laughs) Uh, I then woke up the next morning, hung over, and was like, shit, I need to watch some Gundam. Uh, And write a summary about it. And so I did. And that's why I woke up and was had a hangover and salt about my roommate. Uh, Welcome to 16 minutes of backstory to this episode. <laughs> well, to be honest, this backstory might have been more interesting than the contents of the actual episode of Gundam. This episode... <laughs> Let's let's just start. Let's go ahead and start. Like, yeah, like good segues all around. By in. the way, maybe we should just keep this in because. Oh no, I want this to stay the rest in. Of, because... I'm, I'm taking all of this out. No, absolutely not. This I'm is definitely the... bleeping out her name. I haven't said her name. You did. You I said, said my her... roommate's name. And then you, yeah, yeah. Everyone at, at this point, people know yeah. Michaela's my roommate. That's it's okay, on well, Twitter. I'm, now I gotta people, bleep that one out too. People can look on Twitter and see the interaction <laughs> just, between oh, me, <laughs> between me and my roommate. Like she, we tag each other all the time and shit on each other's shit all the time. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> it's not it's not like even doxing. Like it's pretty uh, easy. <laughs> 
Point is, uh, your life is a your life is a roller. It's like just a fucking roller coaster of of crazy sex stories. <laughs> Not, okay, not hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I feel like that's putting a, a false sense of my life forward. Because I do not... There is not that much rampant sex and debauchery around me at any given time. Mm, I don't I know. Not... Every time I've talked to Michaela, it's been her wanting to fuck somebody on the internet. Okay. Oh, are you Shit. guys going on a road trip to fuck someone on the internet? <laughs> Shit. I like the Blues Brothers of fucking... But the Blues Brothers of fucking... God, that's... I'm gonna get that tattooed on my back. Oh my god. Oh, Jesus. We're like the Blues Brothers of fucking, except I'm, I'm, the, I'm the tall, skinny one who is kind of quiet and... Just plays the piano and drives the car. Ah, <laughs> uh, God in heaven. Um, Mobile suit Gundam. Yeah. Uh, so, Do we want to try this again? Next no, week? no, no, no. We're in it now. This is it. Then I'll just have to explain it again. <laughs> this is the weirdest episode of Mobile Suit Gundam. All right. Hey, we're establishing the new precedent of. I don't get to hang out with the friends I have podcasts with enough, so this is also just hangout time. (laughs) Anyway. Now that we have your mindset down and have talked about my my opinions on sex and how gross it is. I mean, yes, also, like, objectively, like, there's a reason if an alien would have come down, it would be like, you do what? How? How? For (laughs) fun? Uh, this is also like me trying to start the episode 16 times and then getting sidetracked by you and me yeah <laughs> yes 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 welcome 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 to how i podcast chris we've been through this so um it's 0079 0079 uh quick reminder of where uh gundam is <laughs> quick because we've just spent like 30 minutes talking about our sex lives um which will remain in uh no please 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 it's the best part of this episode 